Hey guys, this is part two of the Adam Brown story. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go back and hear the story from the start. We decided this epic story needed a bit of a break in the middle and there's no way we could cut it down. Throughout the interview, we talk about the Melanoma Institute and what they did for Adam. Um, I'm going to put links in our bio just so you can go to the Melanoma Institute. It's melanoma.org.au and you can go there and donate and help out this amazing cause. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Welcome to Skip This Podcast. My name's Luke. And my name's Brownie. We're just a couple of mates who decided to get together and talk about our own mental health. Along the way, we'll chat to some real people and hear their stories and advice on how they deal with mental health. So if this doesn't sound like it's for you, feel free to skip this or listen. Oh, I don't really care. I was writing this down and I was I was thinking of all the questions I could ask you and I was like, God, I wish the story ended there um, because it would have just been... The perfect happy. It's ending. a fairy tale right now. Done, um, but fairy tale ending. It just, it, uh, it, like as sad as it is, say it, some some shit kept happening. Yeah, that. unfortunately, it, it did. Um, it stayed very good for. You know, I finished the trial, um, and I was all all completely clear, mm. and I'd been completely clear for the remaining twelve months of the trial, and they obviously yep. kept doing it because they didn't really have the data to say, well, we can now stop it. We've yep. got to, we've got to keep going. And I stayed under trial conditions because they need to keep doing the routine checks. And yeah, it was, sure. It was sort of three monthly scans. Um, but, yeah, you know, I stayed, you know, so I was essentially, you know, I was clear for two full years. Christy and I had also made the decision to, uh, you know, try and have another baby. Yep. Um, that that was, you know, that in itself was, a, you know, was a was a, a slightly testing time. It wasn't as straightforward as we thought it would be because yeah. I'd been on this trial drug. Yeah, right. They did. They didn't. They didn't. They couldn't tell us that it was safe to essentially do it yeah. the old-fashioned way. You're, yeah, you're the test tube baby for it, right? They didn't know the Based impact that it have on sperm and all that yep. sort of stuff. So they told me before I I did it to you know go and and you know give some sperm donations and, and oh, okay, get them yep. saved. So. Yep. Did I think did I do it in the same place as you? We probably oh, sort of probably yeah. probably sat on the same couch, the dodgy, <laughs> the dodgy lounge. Yeah. I didn't sit on the couch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is this place? Mistake. Where is this place? Uh, in in Saint I think it was, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great so, couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, let's we'll leave out you know, what yeah. our sort of preferred we'll t- style yeah. is. That's the yeah. Big Brother after hours. Um, this is after hours. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we we yeah you know, we got there. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, Gracie, we, we found out we were pregnant with Gracie. I, at the time when they said the treatment's finished and then I had the first scan, I think it was maybe three months later. Yeah, well, after, are we like 2017-ish? Yeah, so I started 2015. I finished the treatment about April 2017, yep. yeah? Yep. So at that point they said you're all clear and then i had to get a follow-up pet scan which is obviously the big big scan it's every 12 months it's always uh-huh. considered to be the major yeah the major scan so i've sort of slightly messed up the timelines with with gracie and whatnot but um and then they then announced that you're all completely clear yep. and you and your treatment's finished so yep. you know we all just thought that's it yeah you know we're now done with this we can wow. move on with life and we don't need to think about it Ever anymore again. Yeah. I, I did yeah anyway that was my 
that was my view and that's what I said to everyone yep. in the family and yep. that was close to me. I said, let's just get on with it now. Yep. Um, we've gotten through this battle. Um, that In the lead up to that, so that was April, that Christmas, my brother had um, really bad heartburn, <coughs> which is quite common in our family. My dad's yep. always had it yep. and Josh has had it on and off. And, but it got to the point where even on Christmas Day, you know, he couldn't really – he couldn't drink, which, yeah. um, you know, like most Aussie families on Christmas Day. Yeah, you know, drunk it's, it's one of the It's yeah. one of the key drinking days yeah. as a, as a yeah. family yeah. unit. Fucking oath. And we've always made the most of it. Yeah. And he couldn't. And he was – you know, he was um, – he was a, he was unique in our family. Yeah. You know, he was always an individual. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't necessarily uncommon that while the rest of the family was doing this, he was doing wanted that. to do that. Yeah. yeah. And this Christmas he just, you know, and, I, and it, it, to, to start with, I'm like, you know, just take some heartburn tablets yeah. for the day and, you know, tr- be a part of it. But it was, it was more than that for him. And he kept going to get, try and get this heartburn sorted out and they keep giving him sort of different antacid things yeah. and it just wasn't working so he took himself to the hospital and said something else needs to be done here yeah um you know i don't know what but the heartburn Help medicine's me. not working yeah so you know initially they did the end is it endos- endoscopy yeah yeah yep. yeah let's go with that i don't know i just pulled that out somewhere yeah. it's the sort of camera thing down yeah, yeah, down the reverse colonoscopy. <coughs> yeah, 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 and they and they said, look, there's a lot of inflammation, um, but they sort of upfront said, look, it's nothing sinister here. We yep. just don't know what it is. Yeah. We've not we've not actually seen anything like this. Uh-huh. Uh, you need to do some some more checks, and he did. And you know, by this point, I was obviously Sydney. He lives on the Central Coast, and he phoned me. He said, oh, they need to do another test, and oh, and I said, oh, do they, do they think it's something more serious he yeah. said oh maybe maybe yeah. I, I don't i don't know and yeah. he, he didn't want to acknowledge that either so yeah. oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it isn't so anyway then he he had to do more tests uh-huh. uh, and then he called me an, again a few days later um and he couldn't he couldn't really speak to me over the phone he was you know he's very upset and it was sort of deja vu but yeah. In the reverse order yeah, where sure. I'd had to phone him a couple of times yep. and tell him, look, yeah, I've got cancer, I've got cancer again. And I'm like, Josh, what, what is it? And he said, um, he said, it's cancer. I said, what? I, 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 I said, it can't be because I've already had it, so th- this just can't be right. Mm. And he said, he said, yeah, it's really bad. He said, it's, you know, he said, it's all from my esophagus, it's in my liver. Um, and he said, bro, he said, I'm fucked. I said, no, you're not, you're not, you're not. And I, I couldn't, I said, I'll, I'll ring you back, I'll ring you back. I had to hang up and yeah. I, I, you know, I was just kind of, I needed to just sort of let it out and I had to have a breakdown and I pulled myself back together. I got on the phone, I said, look, Christy's not home yet, but I'm, I'm coming up tonight. We'll bring, you know, we'll bring Harry up. We're just going to be there. I rang my boss. I said, look, I've got to go. He said, of course you do. So Christy got home and I was sat on the lounge. She said, "What is it?" I said, "It's it's Josh." She said, "What?" And I, you know, I told her. She said, "Let's go." I said, right, "Let's go." So we just got in the car. I don't even think we packed anything. Mm. Um, you know, we walked in. Josh, Josh was okay at that point. He, um, I think he'd sort of self-medicated. Um, you know, Josh and I sort of grew up as 
yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, a couple of sort of bogan bong heads from the coast. Yeah. So um, old habits die hard and he yeah. sort of self-medicated himself at that point just to try and sort of, I suppose, relieve the anxiety. Yeah. Mum and dad were in the lounge room. Oh, I'm like, what's, what, I don't, what's going on? I don't understand. And yeah. they said, well, dad, see, I mean, he's, he's, he's got cancer. He said it's, he said it's bad. Um, I said, well, and they explained it and, you know, and it was. It was in his liver. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, they, they thought it was in his lung. It was all through his esophagus. He needed to do more. But, yeah. you know, that ultimately that, that was the, you know, the, the state of it. So Yeah, and I guess your family and yourself were very well educated in, in cancer after your kind of battle, right? Yeah. You, you kind of knew it but was not good. We did. And so the, I suppose from the outset, even, even, you know, first meeting Georgina when she, my oncologist told me it's bad yeah. she said but we've got hope yep. yeah there was always a positive yeah side, wasn't it? and it started it always started like that with me and yep. it, it just didn't start like that with him and you know they were they were more bleak in terms yeah. of you know what it what it looked like yeah he didn't have the same options they weren't able to he wasn't able to access these trial drugs he had no choice but to do the chemo yeah and the radio um yeah, you know, and he d- he didn't sort of carry a lot of weight as it was, and you know, it, so th- and they started. They had to be aggressive because he was young. Yeah, um, and so they hammered him, and you know, it it took its toll on his body uh, quite early. Um, you know, he couldn't eat for days afterward. He you know he lost lost a lot of weight early on, um, but he then responded. Um, you know quickly and initially and you know the tumors like me the tumors had reduced by half mm. so you know initially the we're like okay well this is you know this is exactly Deja what vu, it was yeah. like for me so yep. this is exactly what we want um so we all in we thought Let, let's go away and we didn't go far we all went as a family my sister and her um my brother-in-law took their kids christy and i had Harry, Josh came, mum and dad came, and we, we went to Port Stephens and we, you know, we hired a big house. And, and Josh had just come off the back of doing the last lot of his initial chemo. So he was knocked around a bit, but, you know, he then, he then sort of come good and, you know, we were all able to sort of enjoy it. Yep. Um, and he was, you know, he was quite relaxed. You know, he was confident. He felt that it was sort yep. of on track and, you know, he could sort of see the end of the tunnel. Um, and, you know, we all felt like that hope was there and, you know, we went and played a game of golf. We took him for lunch and, you know, he actually sort of, you know, got stuck into the red wine um, and we had a good day. Yep. You know, he, he woke up so hungover the next day, but he's like, oh, this, this is the best hangover I've ever had. <laughs> um, and f- he, from that point, he was like, he was, he was never, ever negative. Yep. And I, I've always sort of said to Josh and I've always made the joke in the family that, you know, Josh had you know, youngest brother syndrome yeah. where, you know, it was he always sort of expected more than than the <laughs> others. And I and I, you know, maybe I regret some of that now, but you know, I'd I'd always wind him up about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it was never why me. Yeah. You know, he and he was he was just he was sort of positive to the point that he was sort of defiant no matter what news yeah. he got. Yeah. Um and it did. It stayed good for the best part of that whole year. Yeah. Um and they initially they sort of said to him, "Look, you know what we what we can tell you is we're confident that these treatments are going to work for twelve months." Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that was in the back of his mind. Mm. Um, he kept getting the scans; it kept getting better. And then it sort of got to that Christmas, which was roughly, uh, and the same you know sort of stuff started to happen again. He was that the indigestion was oh, wow. there, and 
Uh, he went back for more scans, and and then there was evidence that it was in his spine at that point. It had, and they and they thought they saw a shadow on his brain. They they didn't have the sort of technology to sort of confirm that that was an actual tumour. So, mm. you know, the bad news started again in the lead up to Christmas because of the good news. Him and one of our other close mates, who was in one of my groomsmen, had decided to go to Thailand. Yeah. Um, and I said, oh, I'd love to go. I, 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 I just don't know if I can because I've, I've sort of missed a bit. But by then we'd had Gracie. Yeah. Uh, we'd had the second. Yeah. Her, and she she was right on time as well as things sort of started to get a little bit testing. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother, you know, my brother sort of met her. And um, anyway, so I said, oh, I just don't know if I can go. And I said to Christy, look, you know, the, the, these guys are going to talk. She's like, you've got to go, go. So wow. yeah, I did, and I you know I was already putting a lot more time on my, I suppose my immediate family and Josh driving yeah. up and down the coast yeah. than I probably was with Christy and Gracie, and you know she was you know she was probably having she probably, she did she felt like a single mother at yeah. that point, so yeah. I was just so distracted by everything, yeah. um, and and living in you know an hour and a half while I just sort of you know i just constantly felt guilty that i wasn't there yeah but anyway she said just go so we, we did like by the time we were due to fly out he you know he was already in pretty bad shape yeah. but he was determined to do it um and he and he did and we loved it and he loved it so you know we we went to uh, one of the not one of the major islands but one of the little islands so Copenhagen. we no co no co <laughs> co town covid Maybe <laughs> no, it is. I'll think of it. Co Chang, Co Chang, yeah. So we we were there, and my mate and I had actually been there before because that was the guy that I started my my, my travel to. Yeah, right. And I lived with in London, so yeah. we were back to where it all began, and we had yeah. my brother there, and like we had a ball. You know, we were just on the on the booze all day. Yeah. Um, you know, whether this is the right or wrong thing to do, Josh just really enjoyed himself. You know, he was always a smoker, even had a couple of cheeky darts. And yeah. I said, look, you can't be judged. You do what you want to do right now and mm. let's, let's just make the most of this trip. By the time we left, he, you know, he it was difficult for him to even get on the plane. Mm. Um, you know, we were in economy and it was a really, really hard trip for him to get home. Um, you know, he'd had to put a treatment on hold. You know, he didn't have the pain meds that you yeah. know he normally had. So, yeah, it was it was hard to sort of watch how bad he got while we were meant to be on a holiday. But he still he refused to accept it, and he just he made he just made sure he made the most of it. Um, you know, we come home, he'd lost a lot of weight. Mum sort of met him at the airport, and she you know she just couldn't believe what the difference was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was straight back to the doctors. They sort of ramped up the treatment and that, you know, there was a reprieve there. Um, he never he never got back to being, getting good news again. He never got back to being, I suppose, fit and able. It was, it was always a struggle, but, you know, it was manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, he, I mean, he just from there, he, he, he just wasted away, really, and it was, you know, it was it was hard to watch for all of us, especially Mum, because she, you know, she was essentially his carer. Mm-hmm. You know, he lived at the house. He lived in a cabin that they have out the back. You know, and they're still there now. There's a lot of really good memories there. There's a lot of really really tough memories there as well, um, and it got to the point where he his legs were failing him because of the the tumor on his spine, um, and he couldn't. 
he you know he he couldn't walk himself anymore so you know he he was due to go to hospital anyway he was actually due to get another treatment um and we actually had to call a hospital because he couldn't he wasn't couldn't even become uh, we had to call an ambulance he wasn't even comfortable sitting in a car and we were there that weekend before and and literally in 48 hours it got to that point where he, he couldn't get up himself so um you know the last weekend that he was at home you know i spent with him out in his cabin um which i i lived there first when you know yeah. we first moved that house my sister had her go my brother had her his go we all moved out and then my brother went back so it was really you know spiritually it was his cabin yeah um and then mum said look we've we've had to get an ambulance to take him to hospital and i, I don't know if they're gonna let him out and we were still not prepared to verbally say that you know this is possibly the end so we just weren't really prepared to acknowledge that and he still wasn't prepared to accept it i said christy i i've got to i've got to go up there i've got to be there now so and i think that was the that was the week it was 2018 and it was the week of the first um state of origin Mm -hmm. yeah so it was i suppose that first week of june um uh, so we spent the day with him at, at hospital and he was still he was still with it. He was still able to talk to us. Um, Dad was there, we were all there. Dad then sort of went home late that afternoon. Um, Carly and I stayed with him into the, into the evening. And the doctors come in at that point uh, and they said, look, we need to talk to you about the sort of do not resuscitate rule. Uh, and he's like, well, why? He said, oh, I'm just going to get this scan that I need. I'm going to get this treatment and, and then I'll just go home as soon as I can. So, yeah, he was that defiant about it in his own mind that he just wasn't prepared to accept yeah. what, what was sort of happening. Mm. And he, you know, my sister and my mum just fell apart. They didn't know what to say. He's like, well, what, are they, what, what are they talking about? I said, I said, bro, you, you, you know, you've, you've, you've fought a really long, hard battle here and we, we are proud of you. And we want you here with us forever, but we do not want you to be in this pain. Mm. And if you are hanging on for us, you you can't do that anymore. You've just got to be at peace with yourself and we will love you and we'll remember you forever. And, and he said, I need to talk to dad. And him and dad have always had a pretty challenging relationship. Uh, and, I, and I rang dad, I said, look, this is a situation Daddy needs to talk to you. And I don't know the exact words that Dad said to him to this day, and I don't really need to. And he got off the phone to Dad, and he was upset, obviously, and he said, look, oh, I love everyone. And he was still talking clearly. There was a slur every now and then because of the brain tumours by this point, but he was still able to communicate with us. And I said, bro... We've got to go home. We're in public hospital. We weren't allowed to stay there. Mum was allowed there on a, on a spare bed. I said, we're, we're, we'll be back in the morning. And we had full intentions to be back in the morning. I, I went home with Dad. We, you know, it was quite a sombre night. We watched, the, you know, we watched the State of Origin. We had a few, um, we had a few beers and uh, I said to Dad, look, I know I shouldn't do this anymore, but I'm going out to Josh's cabin. I'm going to get myself stoned because that's what that's what Josh would do. And Dad said, "Mate, I would too right now, but I'm worried I'm I won't stop." So, um, and I did it. And then I woke up in the morning, and Dad had gone out to walk the dog. Mum rang and she said, "You guys have got to get in here." 
uh, and you've got to get in here soon. I, I said, why? She said, look, he's still with us. You just, you've got to be here. I rang Carly. I said, we've got to go. She said, oh, I'm on my way. Dad come up the driveway. I was going to look for him. He said, what? I said, we've got to go. He said, I'll go have a shower. I said, we we've got to go, Dad. So he put the dog out the back and we drove in and we and we got there. And, and Josh was, he was still with us, but he could no longer talk. Mm. Um and he knew we were there. Like, he was murmuring, so his eyes were closed, but he could grip us sort of just with the strength that he had less, and we were talking to him. And we just sat there, and, and and you know, mum and dad sat with him, and then Carly and I sat with him, and I, I just sat there holding his hand until we could hear him, his, his breathing. I, I, I don't know if this is sort of too morbid to sort of talk like this, and... You know, and then he just sort of let himself go, and 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 you know that was, I suppose, we were all we were all there. So mm. we, you know, we had the last moment with him as a family uh, in Gosford Hospital, where you know where he was born. So, um, and we sat there for, I suppose, as long as we could, and you know, then we sort of also also had needed to have those sort of official conversations about what sort of happens, which is, which is, you know, really hard to do. And, and then we left and I, I'd come in with dad. I said, dad, you need, you need to drive mum home. I'll drive myself home. And I rang Christy on the way home and, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I said, Christy, and she didn't need me really to tell her anymore. She said, oh, I'm on my way, Ed, I'm sorry. So, so we went home and we, you know, we, I suppose we, let it sink in it's still quite a, a sort of surreal feeling it does take a while for that you know that i don't know that sort of pain or mm. to really kind of settle um so we did what what i suppose most a lot of families would and we certainly did what our family did and we lit a fire pit that josh wanted and we never got a chance to lit we lit it out on the the front driveway of mum and dad's um, we were there, you know, our mate, my mate come around, my uncle was there, even my, my 96-year-old nana at the time was there and we, we basically spent the afternoon and the night just, you know, drinking uh, and just telling, you know, stories about mm. Josh. Um, and they're not, look, they're not all good stories. Josh had quite a colourful <laughs> life and he was, you know, he was, he was, he, he was the black sheep of the family. Um, but he... You know, he had he had a heart like mum and dad. He was very very caring, and yeah. he he did a lot of good things as well. Oh, he's amazing! Um, I remember your wedding, and he, he wrote and produced a song uh, to raise money for you. He, yeah, he did, and that that was his passion. Yeah. It was his was his music and his production, and he was you know he was an awesome guitarist as well. And and he did that, and even his speech at my wedding. I mean, he didn't write a speech either; he just did it, but. You know, he speaks as well as Dad. He comes across as if he's, like, natural and, mm. and a lot less awkward than me. And he was the little brother, but, you know, he's better than me at golf whenever we'd play. And oh, Well, that's not saying much. Yeah, and he was, and he was at, you know, he just, he took to the guitar that, you know, I gave up after three. He was just good at yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was so talented. Um, and he did, he, he had his heart in the right place and he was giving. Um, but, you know, he, he, did, he, he also did a lot of, so we had a lot of good stories to tell. We had, yeah. a, we had a lot of the funny stories. We had a lot of the stories about, you know, he'd wake up in the morning and, and you know, he'd be there in when it was my cabin. He'd have his hand in my drawer trying to find my stash of money or my weed. And I'd, <laughs> I'd say, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I, I, I'm just checking what, uh, oh, what you've got out here. Like, um, so we, 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 had, we had so many things to talk about. And, you know, there's a lot of tears. But, you know, there was, we were able to find a lot of laughter as well that mm. night. And, 
you know, I, I think, yeah, it was it it wasn't the healing process, but you know, it it at least helped. It at least helped us get ready for you know his funeral, uh, and you know, getting ready for what was going to be that next big day. And you know, over the, over those few days, we, you know, Christy had a had her birthday, and um, you know. I suppose, to my family's credit, we we didn't ne- let that go. We made sure we had a night with her. We had a cake, you know. We we, you know, we we said a few words there for Josh as well, and we still did everything we could during the you know the lead up to that funeral. And when we had his funeral, which we did at Palmdale on the Central Coast, um, you know, we we you know we we all we let everyone know that we could, and I, and I think the funeral house was you know, equipped for, I don't know, a couple of hundred people with the seating and the space they had and the, and the technology they had inside and outside. And my sister obviously sort of let people know on Facebook and, and whatnot. And um, and then on the day of the funeral, we got there first and we, we carried in, you know, the, the coffin as, what do they call it? Pearl, pearl, pearl bearers? Yep. So we did that and we spent some time there as a, as a family um and then people started to arrive and we you know we had to dad and i agreed that we we had to be strong enough to stand there and speak um because he deserved it and i and i just didn't think i was going to be able to do it so i i thought i'm going to stand out the front and i'm just going to greet people as they come in so i don't know maybe so they already knew that i was emotional yeah and they just they just kept coming um and and there was like it was it was packed and they were just spilled out onto the lawn and they had to set up a sort of temporary PA system and like it was my friends it was Carly's friends it was Josh's friends it was friends that it was friends that he had you know not spoken to for years some of which you know they had a falling out and you know this was the thing that sort of brought everyone back into yeah. into his his. Into his life, I suppose, or to, or to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, you know, and I and I got up and and I said, you know, Josh, the one thing Josh wanted to be was a rock star, and he never got to achieve that. But he's getting a rock star farewell. <laughs> and <clears throat> sorry, no, you've done so well to get even here, man. And that I think that you know everyone kind of at least sort of, you know gave it a bit of a laugh, and I could already see the tears, and it and it allowed me just to sort of you know get through it, and you know for all the things that I probably didn't get to say to Josh enough, I, I felt like I'd just done it the right way to at least sort of say mm. goodbye. So um, yeah, anyway, it was it was. Yeah. Yeah, as you can probably tell, it's definitely yeah, it's still quite raw. <clears throat> yeah, it's look, it's I, I mean, you you constantly hear that I suppose time sort of heals all wounds, and it 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 makes it easier to I suppose deal with them mm. and 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 live with them and overcome them. But yeah, I, I don't think it ever sort of heals certain no. things. And I mean, talking talking about it like this at length and in detail, it. It probably has rarely happened since then as well. So yeah, no. the fact that you've just gone like the whole story from start to finish, including what happened to you before that, um, the fact that you've made it here and you haven't broken down, like um, it just takes me into <clears throat> how amazed I am at um, how you are like now in, in everyday life. And it, again, it goes back to the fact that I look up to you 
and I look at this guy who's just like, I've, I can take on anything, I can do anything, and I'm just going to live my life as if it's as if it's golden. Like it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I just look up to you. Like it's it's just amazing the the attitude that you have in life and the fact that you can still banter and and give Christy shit and give us shit and we all give each other shit and it's just um the the life i guess the the life um situations that you've been in have just been incredible and it doesn't it doesn't stop either for you um no what's your what's your current situation i know that talking about josh is was probably the hardest part of this interview yeah it is but i think um i it's hard but i find that therapeutic for me and it's Mm. it is always challenging to get that out and get that you know talk about it in that detail and i and i haven't done it often i i I don't think i've ever done it other than you know talking at his funeral the way Mm. i have now Um, thank you but incredible you know i think to to i owe it to him i think to be able to you know talk about his battle and what he did and what he did for the family Mm. to keep us strong yeah um and I, and I think I need to do it for myself to be able to sort of keep going with, you know, what I feel is my own healing process. Yeah, yeah, so, it's part of the journey, right? Yeah, because, you know, you, 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 I have. I've had some – I try and be upbeat. I, I try – I mean, I, I try not to ever be serious about anything unless <laughs> yeah. I absolutely That must have be a brown be. thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. My dad says it is. So, <laughs> which you are related. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing because there's a lot of pra- brown, so yeah. it's quite a common name. If, if we're all sort of, you know, generally sort of happy piss takers, then, you know, it's yeah. probably a good thing for the world. But, you know, I've, I've had some very dark moments where – you know, it's 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 been it's been hard not to think about it. Mm. Um, you know, and and it's made me angry. Um, yeah. It's made me angry at myself that I couldn't fix him. It's made sure. me angry at myself that you know I've continuously been able to get through these challenges, yeah. and he just wasn't. And and I also had a I suppose you know a more f- I suppose a more full life. Yeah, know, being married, having kids. Yeah. You know, doing the, the the travel that he always wanted to do as well, um, and he never got a chance to do it. So, you know, again, it is it is a it's very important for me to sort of find, I suppose, the strength to be able to talk about this. Um, yeah, I thought about saying it's not the right timing, and but yeah, I, I needed to do it, and mate, I need to do it for you, Brownie. I obviously don't know you as well, but. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want this to sort of turn into one of those sort of moments. But and I really appreciate what you've just said about me. But I don't think there's many people that are sort of more that are stronger, more inspirational, or, or positive than you, mate. You just, oh, thanks, you know, mate. you're just a good person without yeah. even trying to be, and that's like that's fucking hard in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, to do so, you used to make me dinner. I remember when you brought me over those pulled pork tacos. He's a good cook, yeah. Uh, when I'd first had my second diagnosis, and yeah, we knew each other well enough, but you know, I wasn't a close friend at that, and and you just made me dinner. I'm like, wow, people just do that sort of yeah. stuff. Like, no, I need to be a better it's person. Not, it's it's it, actually not hard, and and it is, but it can, it can be at times for um, for most people just to be constantly good without even meaning to, and genuinely well sort of well-meaning it's i i think it's a a rare trait to have i 
I would love to take credit for it, but I actually think it's the woman behind me that's telling yeah, me to do these things. Yeah, I know, but mate, she's not involved in this <laughs> right now. I'm giving that. you she's the credit. The Thanks. <laughs> she, 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 she said she's not coming background. on the show too when we asked her, but we might try to talk her around in it. But, I, I've, I, I'm blown away. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I, um, I've obviously, like, let you in on the story, Nathan, yeah. um, about what's been happening, but I, I guess hearing it firsthand... Yeah. It's unbelievable. It was the first time I've cried in a while. That's for yeah. sure. Holy shit. That was you sniffling through that whole thing, that wasn't was it? And me. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Um, I don't think we can go – I don't think we can end this show without um, talking about the Melanoma Institute and, and how good they've been for you um, and also you for them as well. Like you've – You've put your hand out for every fundraising thing for them and um, whether it's the Melanoma March or the video that they did for it. And um, I just think it, it, if anyone was to help and if there it was any way they could help, they could go to melanoma, um, was it melanoma.org.au and donate. I should know, but I think, I think so. it is. <laughs> melanoma.org.au it is. Um, and donate because like I've seen – the exact response of what donations can do for someone like you and it's it's been able to go into the research to be able to get you on this drug and to be able to have this drug be the amazing thing it is and to have you sitting here today and still talking to us about this sort of thing with the fucking best attitude ever yeah holy amazing. shit man no I, effects hat no effects tattoo wow i like yeah i'm speechless <laughs> well not look not all the time i try to but you know i'm not I'm not sort of positive all the time. I, you know, I've got a lot of people that that make me that way. I've got yeah. I've got Christy. Yeah. I've got yeah. people like Lucas and Ash. Um, I've got my family. Yeah. I've just I've just had constant support. I feel I don't feel like I've actually had to do anything. I yeah. just feel like all that support around me yeah. uh, has allowed me to try and stay strong and be positive and have the attitude i have yeah. which you know i feel like i almost owe it to them sure. as a sort of debt of gratitude if that makes sense yeah so, absolutely it does look I, I think anyone that would find themselves in their own cancer battle would ultimately find that inner strength because i, I think yeah you have to yeah um did you did you ever think give up did you ever think about giving up uh <sighs> Not no, not giving up. I thought the I don't know if you want me to keep talking about this, yeah. but I think um, the one the one time where I thought that this is now the end was then after it was it was I suppose you know we lost so we lost my brother in June two thousand and eighteen, and then um, you know whilst it was difficult from my own health point of view, you know everything was was you know, was still perfect, um, you know, and I then, I suppose, with Christy, I suppose, making me aware of, of some of the ways I was, um, I suppose, letting out the sort of grief that I had, mm -hmm. um, you know, it did allow me to make sure I focused more time back on the family yeah. and, and in particular Gracie and yeah, actually sure. letting her get to know me properly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and sort of spending all that time with, with the kids again. And then it got to December to – no, January, late January, February 2019, oh. yeah? So I had to do a, a regular scan. Yeah. Um, uh, pet, and that was where the PET scan – so it was every, it was the 12-monthly scan. 
And I that morning I'd actually been to uh, the 12 rounds gym with Lucas, which yeah. at that point I was actually look, not as consistent as him, but it was a regular part of my routine. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it that morning and I went and did these scans and after the PET scan they come out and said, look, if you – been to the gym or been for a jog or something. I said, yeah, I went to the gym. They said, well, you're not meant to because it, it activates the glucose or something. It makes it harder for us to do the scan. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. He said, look, we think we're fine. Um, and I then actually had a lunch booked uh, with my mum and dad and my sister at a restaurant on the Central Coast that we, we liked because my brother liked it. Yeah, yeah? Okay. And we'd made so a, a point to go spot. there yeah. when, we, when we felt that we were ready to do it. Yeah. So I was on the freeway heading up to the coast and my phone rang. It was a, a Sydney number and I thought – Oh, this could be the, the scan place. And I automatically thought that they were going to need me to turn around and go back to yeah. do this PET scan again because it wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. And the guy sort of said, and I'd never spoke to him again, he said, oh, yeah, look, um, are you driving at the moment? I said, yeah, yeah, why? And he said, well, oh, where are you? Can you pull over? Oh, I said, well, You're on the oh, I'm on the freeway. I'm about to get off on the central coast. I've got a lunch booked. I said, what do you need me to? And he said, oh, uh, um, he said, look, your CT's come back, it, it looks clear, your MRI, or your PET scan's clear. He said, your MRI isn't clear. And I thought, MRI, that's the brain. That's always been clear. Uh, okay. So then that, that feeling started to creep into my body, you know, Fuck. with the sweaty hands and that sinking feeling in your stomach. And I, and I, I hate it. I'm sure everyone's felt mm. it for one reason or another. But yeah. and, and I said, well, what's going on? Just cut to the chase. And he said, look, um, there's evidence of a tumour on your brain. And I said, oh, right. He said, so – and he said – this was Friday afternoon. He yeah. said, look, I don't have – we don't have the full report, but we're obligated to tell you because you can't drive yeah. legally. Yeah. So he said, look, Georgina and the team are going to review the report and we're going to bring you in on Monday and we're going to talk about it. I'm like, I said, well – what do I tell my family here? I mean, I, mm, you know, I've got to, clear. I've got to sit on this for a weekend, knowing that there's a tumor in my brain and not having all the evidence. And at, at that, as soon as they said brain, yeah. I instantly thought, ah, fuck, you know, this this is it now. You, I mean, it's a brain tumor. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, that afternoon, I did get a call from the the trials team, the nurses, um, and the and the Emma, the Melanoma Institute are amazing, um, and and I will talk about that in a bit more detail if we have some time. But she said, "Look, Adam, all we want you to know is we still have options, and Georgina wants you to know that there's still things we can do." Yeah. Um, even that at that point wasn't quite enough it hadn't come from her directly yeah and she didn't tell me what they look like so christy was in sydney and i look i probably handled this wrong i phoned her straight away and i said she said what i said where where are you and she was at the supermarket with the kids halfway through the grocery shopping yeah she said just tell me i said look they've called me and 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 there's a and there's a brain tumor she she said what and she just sort of went into shock, I suppose, just basically pulled the kids out of the trolley. Yeah, left. And started, and she said, I'm coming up to the coast. And then I had to ring my dad. They were already in the restaurant because I was running late. Yeah. So I said, Dad, can you just go outside for a minute? I've just got to tell you something. He said, yeah. Uh, he said, what's up, mate? I said, listen, I've just had a call, and, and this is basically what they've told me. He said, look, just go to the house. I said, oh, I can't come to the restaurant, Dad. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just too, I, I don't, I'm too upset. And he said, just go to the house. So, you know, I kind of drove there just trying to sort of 
sort of think through it processing it will myself that it was going to be okay i i just couldn't do it to be honest i i couldn't even when my sister got there mum and dad got there I, I couldn't tell them at that point that i thought it was going to be okay yeah um and everyone was 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 you know i suppose very upset we we're all in tears and then um you know later that afternoon my, my uh, christy got there um you know she had the she had the kids with them as well. So I, I'd, I'd pulled myself together enough that, you know, it wasn't obvious enough to Harry. Yeah. Um, at that point he was, he was four, I suppose, 2019, five, yeah, four, four, four yep. But he, if I had have been that upset, he would have asked what was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it was, that was, that was a really tough weekend. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, you know, in answer to your question, it was at that point where I thought, no matter what they were going to tell me, that this was the start of the end, and I didn't uh, even know this part. Oh, that's not normal. Yeah, and I, you know, then it was, I was, how, how am I meant to tell Harry this? How am I meant to tell him that his dad's not going to be coming back? And I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't work out how I was going to find a way to do that. Um, I just didn't know, and I thought to myself, what's it going to be like for? him to watch me have to ultimately sort of you know you know go the same way as what happened with josh yeah. um oh. anyway we 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 went to the melanoma institute that monday and you know we sat down and we walked in and georgina was there waiting for us normally they do all the routine stuff and then georgina comes yeah, in yeah. at the end um and she said right adam it's not good you know that um but this is what we're going to do. She said, I've already spoken to um, the Chris O'Brien um, Lifehouse Foundation. I've spoken to the head neurosurgeon. Um, we're going to book you in. The tumour you've got, they can do immediate surgery on it. We think that that's the best option as a starting point. Um, and then we're going to put you back on the treatment. She said, we've got some evidence out of the, the US that um, people that have a relapse and, and go back on the treatment, there is a response there. Um, she said, we are very, very confident. And I, and I, I did, I walked out of there and I thought, right, we're going to be okay again. Mm. Um, so in three days time, you know, or three or four days time, I was then, you know, in for brain surgery. Whoa. Uh, they removed the, um, you know, the tumor and literally, I mean, I could have went home the next day. That that's how straightforward the surgeon said that this type of surgery is these days. There was no staples. Uh, or, or, or stitches or anything. So, anyone that saw me walk down the street, at best, may have thought that I, you know, had like a superficial uh, mole or something yeah. removed. That's how oh. minor it looked. The only reason I had to stay there for three days was because Christy and my mum, who were at the house, got a stomach bug. So yeah. they didn't want me to go home for for that reason. But so within two weeks, um, you know, I was back able to then. I think start getting back into the pool and it, I think what was it a month or something when I was then yeah. able to go back to the gym yeah I remember when you called me and said yeah I'm ready to go back I was like what the fuck you just had fucking brain surgery <laughs> yeah, I know fuck well more. I felt the same but they told me I could uh, <laughs> yeah. and I did I needed it I needed to get back to it yeah. um, and the one thing about when you start the trial drug because the combined drug one of the drugs only goes for a certain amount of time through the first three months and they do say you shouldn't drink you shouldn't do anything that can make the drug target your liver yeah and they're really the only to two come out all the fun stuff yeah but 
they're the two times in my adult life that I've stopped drinking for a three-month period. And when I went back to that gym and I did that for, I'm like, this is probably the best I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. uh, because I hadn't drank. Yeah. And, you know, I felt, you know, I, I mean, I was, look, no matter what people listening to this, they might judge me for this, but... You know, when I drink, I, you know, I still have a cheeky dart every yeah, now and then. I, I still do a lot of the things that some people probably would have a different approach to. And I hadn't done any of that. So, yeah. you know, I kind of kept up with Lucas, which yeah. I think was the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, that far. It didn't last long because as soon as I could, <laughs> I, was, I was sort of back on the beer and red wine again. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for the call, the, the call back now. Well, I'm trying to will. I'm trying to will myself. I'm going to get through my 40th birthday weekend this weekend, and yeah, then then I'm going to make some yeah, life changes. But well, I mean, for starters, happy birthday and for making it to 40. Like you've been through some shit, and it's just so amazing to see you there. Um, I know you wanted to say some stuff about Melanoma Institute. Um, they've been obviously amazing for you. Yeah, look, they have, um, and it's as they've said to me. They said, "Adam, you're our first patient on the trial. We we need you to survive. We need this to work because it's going to make such a difference for so many other people." And yeah, when wow. you walk in there now, like you know, they everyone knows us, and they you know, straight away come up and talk to us. Whether whether it's the CEO, yeah, wow, uh, you know, whether it's one of the trial nurses, you know, they all know who I am. Um, yeah, and they all say, oh, look, we hear everything's going really well at the moment. So oh. you, you just feel almost at home straight yeah, away. You, sure. you just feel like so supported. Uh, and then Georgina Long is, you know, I, I don't think I've met a more inspiring person in my entire life. I mean, she's the head of oncology. I think she's the president or, or, or one of the sort of key people at Melanoma Institute. She's yeah. got, you know, I think three kids herself, yeah. uh, all at school age, um, and you know she's just she just does everything, and yeah. she's able to fit all of this into her life, and she's you know just able to stay so positive when you know she not everyone will get a good outcome, yeah, um, but she's still able to find a way to make sure that there's hope there for mm -hmm. every single person. And I said I said Georgina. As long as I've got you, I know that I will be alive. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel, regardless of the drugs. And I, and I know that they're very important, but it's it's her in in that place that has sort of given me, I suppose, the strength I need yeah. to then leave that place yeah. and, and I suppose carry on and, and sort of have that strength for, for everyone else. But I'm the, sure um, you give her all those exact same feelings and strength and confidence to keep pushing through with stuff yeah, because reason. i mean this this story is just i mean my mind is blown no, I just, I just, i'm gonna um i'm gonna put some links in our instagram description to donate because it's the best cause like it's it's amazing what they've done for you and they're doing it for other people as well and uh, i don't know well i'm blown away uh, yeah, i okay. already knew the story before we sat down i just want to can i give him a yeah. hug yeah can we yeah hug? <laughs> we can hug after wow. um adzi you've been an absolute legend this has been an amazing experience for both me and nathan yeah um thank you so much for coming on well i, I mean i appreciate it. i'm honored to be a part of it i think you guys are doing a, an amazing thing and and i think in the first podcast you made the statement that you know if I can just help one more person, then, you know, you, 
that's what you want to do. You've you've, yep. you've done what you sort of set out, I suppose, yeah. to achieve, and I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, um, I mean that. Yeah, fuck. It's just like uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, awesome. Well, we've done. We've we've. Uh, we've done the job of shutting Nathan Brown up. So, <laughs> well, <first>. um, <laughs> on that note, um, we'll see you guys next week. Um, that was an epic story. Yeah, thank um, you, Adzi. Unbelievable. And, uh, honestly, just the the most amazing show we've done so far. And I just want to thank you again for coming. Well, I just I hope I do hope that I don't have any more of this story to come back yeah. and have to tell. Hopefully so there's no part two. Uh, you know, it's it's look, it's changed my life, but I do hope that this is where my particular story ends. And you know, I look forward to listening to some others. And I, I can actually hear that Ash in the background might have shed a tear, which um, she's quite a strong person as well. Normally, I said I saw her cry at a wedding, and that was about uh. the only time. And I'm even getting a hug from her right uh. now, but. Um, I did talk you up, and I, I, you know, need to talk her up as much. But um, yeah, absolutely, yeah, she's yeah, a pillar. Awesome. She's a pillar of strength she to is. a lot of lot of people. Yeah, which yeah. I think every single guest that's been on that's known her has sort of said similar things. So yeah. I think I think you guys know how special you are. Yeah, um, and thanks, you too, man. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm just like you're my new man crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the only thing I'll say, Brownie, is when I watched you guys do Lucas's um, best man speech. Oh yeah. Uh, and I watched the effort that you put into it. Like, oh, that's you know that to me. I thought that's like that's when you know that you've got like you know, an amazing group of mates. Yeah. Or do, do we did it for an amazing couple though. Yeah. yeah. So Thank I mean, you. I, look, I don't know you as, as well. I have been told by a few people it's the best wedding speech of all time, but <laughs> I did not say that. I've seen you in action. So anyway. Thanks, hey, Adzi, thank you, man. Boys. It's just uh, unbelievable. It's just, you know, no one should ever devalue their own uh, kind of feelings and mental when they hear someone else's story. But, man, what an inspiration. It's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Oh, I, 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 I can't talk. You can't speak to us. Well, thanks, guys. We'll, uh, we'll be back for another show next week. And, Adzi, you're a legend. Yeah, so, I'm going to hug him now. Bye. Cheers. Bye.